Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit SayMyThyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I'll be answering the question, can radiofrequency ablation help with larger thyroid nodules? What I will be doing in this episode is I'll first be discussing an article by UCLA Health, and then I'll cover a few research articles related to radiofrequency ablation. But then I want to briefly discuss some of the downsides, because when I give this presentation, to some people, this is going to sound amazing when it comes to helping with thyroid nodules, but there's definitely some downsides. So without question, it's a really good option with some people with larger thyroid nodules, maybe in some cases with cancerous nodules. But like I said, there's definitely some risks associated, which I will discuss. So I'll make sure to include the link to this article that I'm going to discuss, as well as the research articles in the show notes. And so UCLA Health has a UCLA thyroid radiofrequency ablation program. As far as what is radiofrequency ablation, it gives a description here. It's a minimally invasive treatment option performed by interventional radiology that is an alternative to surgery in some patients with thyroid nodules. So during this procedure, a small needle electrode is inserted into the thyroid nodule using ultrasound guidance. Heat generated at the needle tip destroys the target tissue. And then it goes over some of the indications. The most common indications for thyroid nodule radiofrequency ablation are for the treatment of biopsy-proven benign solid thyroid nodules, which cause pressure or cosmetic problems. Predominantly cystic or fluid-filled thyroid nodules are better treated with what's called alcohol ablation. And then other indications include the treatment of autonomously functioning thyroid nodules as an alternative to surgery or radioactive iodine. So if someone has like toxic multinodule goiter, ideally you do want to address the cause of the problem. But again, this could be a treatment option as well. And then in certain circumstances, small primary thyroid or recurrent thyroid cancers, which are not located near critical structures, can be treated with radiofrequency ablation in patients who prefer to avoid surgery or who are not good surgical candidates, and whether RFA, radiofrequency ablation, is an appropriate treatment is determined on a case-by-case basis by your multidisciplinary team of doctors. And then it gives some of the contraindications to RFA, again, radiofrequency ablation. So those who are pregnant and patients with cardiac pacemakers should not undergo RFA. And then if your thyroid nodule is close to critical structures, such as the nerve to the vocal cord, esophagus, or major blood vessels, then again, that could be a potential contraindication. And then as far as what the procedure is like, I've had a couple of patients go through this. The description it gives here is it's routinely performed as an outpatient procedure, typically with local anesthetic only, although some patients may prefer to receive a mild sedative. And then the procedure typically lasts approximately one hour, depending on the size of the nodule being treated. And patients leave the procedure suite the same day with only a small bandage. And after the procedure, some patients experience minor discomfort and bruising, which may be treated with over-the-counter pain medication. There is no scar from the procedure. Again, I've had a very small sample size. And 
for example, one patient, they said, I think it was closer to 90 minutes, their treatment, and very uncomfortable is what she described, kind of like a burning sensation. So not something that was pleasant, but hopefully she won't have to get it again because she's still working with me to address the cost of the problem. Arguably, most people who do this probably don't do anything to address the cost of the problem. But yeah, it is a pretty quick procedure and you're in and out the same day. And then talks about how does RFA compare to other types of treatments such as laser, cryotherapy, or ethanol ablation. And again, it says that for solid or complex thyroid nodules, RFA is generally considered superior to these other methods of treatment. But if someone has a cystic fluid-filled nodule, ethanol ablation is probably a better option. And then it talks about what can I expect after the procedure. Again, I'll include the link, so I'm not going to read this word for word. Well, I have to take thyroid medication after thyroid RFA, radiofrequency ablation. And as it says here, one of the main advantages of thyroid radiofrequency ablation is that the procedure does not affect the function of the remaining thyroid gland. So it's not like getting thyroid surgery, because obviously if you get thyroid surgery, then you will need to take thyroid hormone. Maybe if it's a partial thyroidectomy, you might not need to take thyroid hormone replacement. But most of the time, these days, they'll usually recommend a complete thyroidectomy. But as it says here, patients undergoing thyroid RFA typically do not need to take thyroid replacement medication as a result of the procedure. And so let's go ahead and dive into some of the research studies associated with radiofrequency ablation. So I think I have four studies here. This first one is from October 2011, so over 10 years old. And the headline is the efficacy and complications of radiofrequency ablation of thyroid nodules. Pretty much the findings show that radiofrequency ablation has been shown to be an alternative to surgery in the treatment of benign thyroid nodules. And radiofrequency ablation of benign cold nodules showed volume reduction of 327 to 58.2%. And anyway, the summary says radiofrequency ablation is an effective and well-tolerated treatment option for benign thyroid nodules. And radiofrequency ablation of recurrent thyroid cancers may be an alternative to surgery in patients who are a high surgical risk. This next one is more recent from June of 2021. The title is Radiofrequency Ablation and Thyroid Nodules, an Updated Systemic Review. And the results show that a total of 75 studies that met the inclusion criteria included in the review and then 35 studies focus on RFA use for solid nodules and 12 studies on predominantly cystic nodules, 10 for autonomously functioning thyroid nodules, and then 18 studies were published on differentiated thyroid cancer. And pretty much the conclusion is that RFA seems to be an effective and safe alternative to surgery in high-risk surgical patients with thyroid cancers. Additional trials with longer follow-up in North American patients are needed. Again, definitely, I think it's a Good option for some people. More research, I guess, is needed. But as I mentioned with the previous study, that study was from 2011. So it's not like it's brand new. And so this next journal article, for 2019 journal article, I should say. So radiofrequency ablation of thyroid nodules, a long-term perspective study of 24 patients. So a smaller study. Here it says results a total of 24 nodules. 54.2% solid, 37.5% solid predominance, and 8.3% cystic predominance were included in the study. And the success rate reached 72.22% at 12 months. The total complication rate was 16.67%. 
12.5% of those minor complications and 4.2% major complications, one of those being a laryngeal nerve palsy. That's what I was saying. Everyone with thyroid nodules, you don't want to just jump into this, but in some cases it could be a good option. But if it were me and if I was choosing between surgery and RFA, I would say almost definitely go with the RFA if it was an option over surgery. So conclusions, the Radio frequency ablation could be an alternative modality in the management of benign symptomatic thyroid nodules. The results show that it is a safe and effective treatment. And then the fourth study, this is, again, a recent one, May of 2022, radio frequency ablation for benign symptomatic thyroid nodules in the Netherlands, a successful introduction of a minimally invasive treatment option, improving quality of life. So the purpose of the study was to determine whether adoption of radio frequency ablation of patients with symptomatic benign thyroid nodules in a Dutch regional thyroid network resulted in clinical success and improvements. It involved, looks like, 72 benign thyroid nodules in 67 patients. The median age was 50. And pretty much patients show a significant improvement. And an absolute improvement was seen in goiter and cosmetic complaints so the conclusions is RFA ablation, radiofrequency ablation is an effective treatment option for symptomatic benign thyroid nodules with a significant volume reduction, improvement in health-related and thyroid-related quality of life. So as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm sure some people with thyroid nodules will find this to be appealing. It is a good option for some people. If someone has a really large thyroid nodule, let's say a few centimeters, and especially if it's causing any type of obstruction or if it is involved in toxic multinodule goiter. And let's say you tried addressing a cause of the problem and just you couldn't do anything to shrink the nodule. But that's one of the big risk factors I mentioned earlier. One of the big downsides is that radio frequency ablation does not do anything to address the cause of the problem. So in other podcast episodes, I mentioned how problems with estrogen metabolism as well as insulin resistance are two common factors when it comes to thyroid nodules. So of course, if you're receiving radio frequency ablation, it's doing absolutely nothing for the cause of the problem. Again, there's a time and place for it though. And if someone is getting pressure to receive thyroid surgery. And if thyroid surgery really is a good option, but if radiofrequency ablation is an alternative option, then as I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I would choose the radiofrequency ablation. Now, I also mentioned it's a very uncomfortable procedure. Again, only had a couple of patients and it was just one patient that told me that it was really uncomfortable, a burning sensation for 90 minutes. But again, everything's risk versus benefit. So to me, that's worth the discomfort if you're going to avoid surgery. And then also the expense. If you have insurance, it might cover some of it from what I understand. Again, I'm not an expert in this, but if you don't have insurance, it's at least a few thousand dollars. It's not crazy, crazy expensive. It's not like tens of thousands of dollars from what I understand, but still some people might not be able to afford it. So that's my response to the question, can radiofrequency ablation help with larger thyroid nodules? In the future, I do hope to get a practitioner on the show where I interview the practitioner who does radiofrequency ablation so I could speak with him or her and just get even more information. But for now, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. 
If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties, and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.